بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد So continuing with our study of the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawwi with the explanation of Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Abbad Tonight we are discussing al-hadith al-sabi' wal-thalathun Hadith number 37 And that is a hadith of Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma An Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Fi ma yarrihi an rabbihi tabaraka wa ta'ala This is a narration that is considered That is declared as hadith Qudsi Or is rather um, termed as hadith Qudsi And that is when the messenger alayhi salatu wa salam he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, relaying from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he said, Inna Allah kataba al-hasanat wa sayyat, that Allah has written down al-hasanat and al-sayyat, good deeds and bad deeds. Thumma bayyana thalika. And then he clarified that, he detailed that, he explained that. Allah has written down the good deeds and the bad deeds. And then Allah has detailed that. فَمَنْ هَمَّ بِحَسَنَةٍ فَلَمْ يَعْمَلْهَا كَتَبَهَا اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ حَسَنَةٍ كَامِلًا And so whoever does a good deed, whoever intends rather to do a good deed, but then doesn't do it, Allah writes it down as a complete good deed. وَإِنْ هَمَّ بِهَا فَعَمِلَهَا كَتَبَهَا اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ عَشْرَ حَسَنَاتٍ إِلَى سَبْعِ مِعَةِ ضِعْفِ إِلَى أَضْعَافٍ كَثِيرًا And if the person intends to do the good deed, if a person intends to do it, and he does do it, then, then Allah writes it down with him. Very important point. The, the, he, the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, relaying from his Lord, he said that Allah writes that good deed that a person does do. Allah writes it down with him as 10 good deeds, up to 700. Up to many, many, many times. If a person does a good deed, and he, a person rather intends to do a good deed, and then he does do that good deed, Allah then rewards that person with 10 rewards, up to 700 rewards, up to a multitude of rewards, much more. وَإِنْ هَمَّ بِسَيِّئَةٍ فَلَمْ يَعْمَلْهَا كَتَبَهَا اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ حَسَنَةً كَامِلًا And if a person intends to do an evil deed, but then doesn't do it, Allah writes that down with him. Allah writes that down with him. يعني Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes it with himself. He writes it down with him. As a complete good deed. Again, if a person intends to do an evil deed, but then doesn't do it, 
Allah writes it down with himself as a complete good deed. And if a person, وَإِنْ هَمَّ وَإِنْ هَمَّ بِهَا فَعَمِلَهَا كَتَبَهَ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَةً وَاحِدًا And if a person intends to do an evil deed and then does do it, Allah writes it down with him as a single evil deed. رواه البخاري ومسلم في صحيحهما بهذه الحروف. Bukhari and Muslim have recorded this hadith in their two sahihs with these very letters, with these very words. So Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Abad's explanation to this hadith is divided into four parts, into four brief parts. If we have a look now at the first part, the first part is brief. And uh, within this uh, brief part, Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Abad, he says that uh, the meaning of the statement of the Messenger والسلام, that Allah has written down the good deeds and the evil deeds and then he has detailed that. The meaning behind this is two things. The meaning behind this is two things. When the Prophet said that Allah has, relaying from Allah, he said that Allah has written down the good deeds. He's written down the evil deeds. And then he has detailed them. What does it mean by Allah has written down the good deeds and written down the evil deeds and then detailed them? What does this mean? Well, it can mean two things, Shaykh Abdul Muhsin al-Abad is, is, is mentioning. And that is, number one, that the meaning behind the writing down of the good deeds and the evil deeds <clears throat> Is that Allah has written down that deeds are going to occur and that they're going to have consequences. Meaning is written this down in Allah Al-Mahfuz. Allah has decreed it in his written decree in Allah Al-Mahfuz, in the preserved tablet. That deeds are going to occur. Those deeds have been written down in there. And that these deeds are going to have results, they're going to have consequences, they're going to have jaza, they're going to have reward, recompense, results and consequences. So Allah has written down in Allah al-Mahfuz that these deeds are going to occur, good deeds are going to occur, bad deeds are going to occur. They've been written down, my deeds and your deeds, they've been written down. And likewise, the consequences of those deeds, the jaza, the reward of those deeds, the results of those deeds, they have been written down. What's the detail to that? Now Allah Jalla wa He detailed it to us through His Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam in this hadith Qudsi. He has detailed to us what is the good deeds and the bad deeds and the consequences and the reward of those good deeds and bad deeds. Allah details it to us in the rest of the narration, which we'll shortly look at. So that's one meaning that the statement of the Prophet carries. That the statement, carries. The statement, indeed Allah has written down the good deeds and the evil deeds, and then Allah detailed them. One meaning is in reference to him having written it down, in Allah al-Mahfuz, Allah wrote down the occurrence of these deeds and the recompense of these deeds in Allah al-Mahfuz. The second meaning 
that this statement carries is the writing down of our good deeds and the writing down of our bad deeds by the angels, those angels that all of us know about. We know that we have angels that write down our good deeds, write down our bad deeds. So one meaning is the fact that our good deeds and bad deeds have been written in Allah al-Mahfuz and the reward of that has been written down. The second is in reference to the angels writing down our good deeds and our bad deeds. As Allah Jalla wa Ala has said, مَا يَلْفِظُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيبٌ عَتِيدٌ No statement does the person utter except that upon him is a vigilant watcher. Who is the vigilant watcher? Who is this in reference to? The angel that is writing down your deeds. Good deeds and bad deeds, they're being written down by angels that are recording what we're doing and saying and intending. So that is a second meaning to this hadith, this part of the hadith. Indeed, Allah has written down the good deeds and the bad deeds and then Allah has detailed that. The second meaning to that is that the angels are writing down our good deeds and our bad deeds. And both of these explanations and interpretations to this statement of the that the Prophet ﷺ relayed from Allah, both of these explanations are harmonious. Yani they are, both of them are, uh, the hadith carries both meanings. Neither of them are contradictory. Both of them are carried. Why? Because Allah has no doubt written down the good deeds and the bad deeds and the consequences of those deeds in a lawh al-mahfuz, which is one meaning. And secondly, the angels do write down our good deeds and they do write down our bad deeds, which is the other meaning. And both of these meanings are correct. And therefore, this statement in this hadith carries both meanings. I hope that is clear. That is the first part of the explanation of Sheikh Abdul Hassan Abbad. The second uh, explanation, or the second part rather to his explanation, is concerning the statement of the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam when he said, فَمَنْ هَمَّ بِحَسَنَةٍ فَلَمْ يَعْمَلْهَا كَتَبَهَ اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ حَسَنَةً كَامِلًا If a person intends to do a good deed but doesn't do it, Allah writes that down with himself as a complete good deed. وَإِنْ هَمَّ بِهَا فَعَمِلَهَا كَتَبَهَ اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ عَشْرَ حَسَنَاتٍ إِلَىٰ سَبْعِمِعَةِ ضَعِفٍ إِلَىٰ أَضْعَافٍ كَثِيرًا And that if a person intends to do a good deed and then does do that good deed, Allah writes that down with himself as ten rewards, ten good deeds, up to seven hundred times, up to a multitude of times. So this part of the hadith, Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Abad, in his very brief explanation to it, we can break down the brief explanation to this part of the hadith into four parts. Into four parts. Four points basically that Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Abad is highlighting concerning this part of the hadith. First point is that Allah Jalla wa'ala here is emphasizing he is emphasizing أَكَّدَ كِتَابَةَ الْحَسَنَةِ إِذَا هَمَّ بِهَا وَلَمْ يَعْمَلْهَا بِأَنَّهَا كَامِلًا Allah is emphasizing 
the fact that if you do a good deed but then you don't do it, you don't complete it, you don't you don't do it, you intend to do a good deed, sorry, you intend to do a good deed, but then you don't do it, Allah's emphasizing that you still get a complete reward. You will still get a complete good deed for having intended to do that. You intended to go and do a good deed, but you did not do it. Allah writes that down as a complete good deed. He's emphasizing that. He didn't just say, he did not just say that if a person intends to do a good deed and then doesn't do it, Allah will reward him. No. If you look at the wording of the hadith, Allah did not say that in this hadith Qudsi from upon the tongue of our messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. Rather what he said is that he write it down as a complete good deed. Very important that we focus on this point here. Complete good deed. Why? So that we don't end up assuming that maybe Allah will reward us but with half a good deed or some reward but not a complete good deed. So that this waham, so that this assumption is for a lack of better terms deleted from our minds. So that this assumption doesn't occur to our minds that I intended to do a good deed, uh, but I didn't do it. Maybe Allah will give me something of reward. Something of reward. So that a person doesn't essentially assume and think that there is a deficiency in the reward that he's going to get. Allah says in this hadith Qudsi, Hasana Kamila. You'll get a complete good deed. You'll be rewarded as a Single but complete good deed for having intended to do the good deed in the first place. So that's one important point that I hope everybody has understood. If they haven't understood it, if I'm not perhaps clear in the way that I've explained it, then you can mention that inshallah ta'ala and we'll try to re-explain it. But I'm hoping that everybody has understood it. Number two, so the uh, second point within part number two that Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Abad is now highlighting is that Allah Jalla wa'ala, he mentions to us in this hadith Qudsi that he, he is clarifying and he's highlighting that if a person does actually do the good deed now, if the person not only intends to do it, but he does do it, then that person, he his reward is multiplied. Not only do you get that single reward for that good deed, no, it's not just a single hasana, a single single good deed, no. You're rewarded, and that reward is multiplied by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ten times, or to much, much more than that. And that is from the fadl of Allah. That is from the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, you fast a voluntary fast. For example, a voluntary fast. That voluntary fast, the reward for it isn't just going to be one hasana, one good deed on your scrolls. No, it will be much more than that. Much, much, much more than that. And that is from the father of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As we know, if you recite the Quran, if you recite the Quran, you get a reward for reciting the Quran. What are you rewarded for? Are you rewarded one reward for one page? No. 
You're rewarded one reward for one letter that you recite from the book of Allah. How much are you rewarded? Is it one hasana for one letter? If you say alif la meem, is it the case that you just get one reward for saying alif and then one reward for saying lam and then one reward for saying meem? No. You get 10 rewards for saying alif. You get 10 rewards for saying lam. You get 10 rewards for saying meem. This is the fadl of your Rabb. This is the favor of your Rabb subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is the second point that Sheikh Abdul Muhsin is telling us here now. That if you intend to do a good deed and then do do that good deed, you are not rewarded with just one hasana, one good deed. No, it is multiplied for you. The third point that Sheikh Abdul Muhsin uh, Abad highlights in his second part to the explanation of this hadith, the third point is that وَفِيهِ مُضَاعَفَةَ الْجَزَاءَ عَلَى الْعَمَلِ دُونَ الْجَزَاءَ عَلَى الْهَمِ وَهُوَ وَاضِحِ That the multiplication, one, this, third point, this third point is that the multiplication of a person's good deed is when a person acts upon the intention of doing a good deed. It's only reference to acting upon the intention of doing a good deed, right? You intend, to, you intend to pray a supererogatory prayer and you don't do it. You intended to do it, but then you didn't do it. You didn't do it. You're rewarded for the intention, but you're not rewarded for the action, obviously. And that multiplication of reward that you get for having performed the action, it only applies if you actually perform the action, okay? The fourth point that Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Abad is highlighting in his second part to the explanation of the hadith is basically uh, the weakness of a certain hadith that some may have heard. Uh, this hadith is niyatul mu'min khayrun min amalihi. That the intention of a believer is better than his action. This is a hadith which is weak and uh, Imam Al-Hafidh uh, Ibn Al-Hajar Rahimahullah Ta'ala in his Fath al-Bari, he has declared it to be weak. He's mentioned it to be weak. Like my Shaykh al-Albani, he has declared it to be weak. This hadith is weak. That the intention of a believer is better than his actions. That hadith is weak. And, like, and if a person understands this hadith to mean, this weak hadith to mean, that the intention of a believer, just the intention, is better than the action and that the action is without an intention then this is obviously incorrect as we have studied in our hadith the first hadith actions are by intentions actions have to occur by an intention there has to be an intention behind an action so no doubt if someone understands from this weak hadith that an action is an action without an intention that there is an action without an intention and that intention by itself is better than an action without intention, then that would be incorrect because for an action to occur, there has to be an intention behind it. And no doubt, an action, a good action that has a good intention is better than just 
good intention by itself. No doubt you're rewarded for your good intention. You're rewarded for your good intention. However, the multiplying of reward for a person's deed is only applicable when the good intention is enacted upon with action. There's action that is associated with it. And that is essentially what Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Abad he says in his second part to the explanation. Number one, that Allah emphasizes that Allah gives a complete, complete good deed if a person just intends to do a good deed, but then never never does it. Number point number two is that the good deeds that have good intention behind them, they're multiplied. Number three, that the multiplication of good deeds is only if you actually Act upon your good intention. If you actually accompany your intention with uh, with action, and number four is highlighting that the hadith niyatul mu'min khayrun min amalihi is da'if. The hadith in the intention of a believer is better than his actions. That hadith is da'if. Tamam. Before we go into part number three, uh, it would be uh, relevant to mention something from Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al Uthaymin concerning this point. Concerning the point of a person being rewarded for his intention. He just intended to do a good deed and then he never did it. He never did the good deed. There is some detail to this now. There is some detail to it. And Sheikh Uthaymeen, he, uh, he points out this detail. He makes a mention of this detail. So he said um, that, I mean, number one, that... Uh, الهم هنا ليس مجرد حديث النفس لأن حديث النفس لا يكتب لا يكتب للإنسان ولا عليه لا يكتب للإنسان ولا عليه when the, when in this حديث قدسي when it is said that if a person intends to do, to do a good deed but then doesn't do it Allah writes that down with himself as a single full complete good deed the intent behind intending to do a good deed isn't just the mere thought, isn't just the mere thought of doing a good deed, right? It's not just the mere thought of us sitting down right now and thinking, oh, it would be nice, it would actually be nice uh, to be praying to Hajjud tonight, right? You just think about it. That mere thought and you just thinking to yourself, yeah, yeah, it's nice. It'd be, it would be good to be praying to Hajjud tonight. That mere thought isn't what is being referred to, right? Intending to do a good deed isn't just a mere thought, no. It is essentially the thought and the azm, the azm, the determination. You actually intend to do the good deed. You're not just speaking to yourself and thinking that, yeah, I'm going to do that good deed would be good to do, no. It's not just a mere thought and a, you know, a conversation that you're having with yourself. No, you have determination to do it. You actually intend to do it. But then for some reason or another, you don't do it. Either because of laziness or because of becoming distracted or because of just a physical obstacle coming in your way and then you couldn't do the good deed. I hope that is clear. That you do get rewarded for a for the mere intention of having uh, for for having the mere intention of doing a good deed however when we say a mere intention of doing a good deed then we are not talking about just 
thinking about doing a good deed. No, we're talking, we're talking about having determination, actually really and truly intending to do the good deed. But then something happens that stops you from doing it. <clears throat> and then Sheikh Uthaymin, he mentions that the, uh, he said, وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ مَنْ هَمَّ بِالْحَسَنَةِ فَلَمْ يَعْمَلْهَا عَلَى وُجُوبِ the one who truly and genuinely intended to do a good deed, but then didn't do it, those people, they can be divided into categories. And he mentions three categories. He mentions three categories. Someone who, in, who genuinely intended to, do, intended to do a good deed, but then didn't end up doing it. Those people, you can put them in three categories. Okay, number one. Number one. That a person, he intended to, to do the good deed. He strove and he, you know, he, he tried to utilize the means and the methods and the ways of doing the good deed. But then he wasn't able to do it. He was not able to do it. He, he genuinely intended to. He tried to. He got up and he went his way to do the good deed. But then he just became physically, for example, incapacitated from doing it. Or an obstacle came his way that is preventing him from, do, from doing it. That type of person, that type of person, he gets the full reward for it. He gets the full 100% reward as though he's actually acted upon it. He's actually acted upon the intention and he's gone and done it. Right? Um, as Allah Jalla wa Ala, he said in Surah An-Nisa, Surah An-Nisa, ayah number 100, وَمَنْ يَخْرُجْ مِنْ بَيْتِهِ مُهَاجِرًا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ ثُمَّ يُدْرِكْهُ الْمَوْتِ فَقَدْ وَقَعَ أَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ Whoever leaves his, leaves his house as an emigrant, he's, made, he's wanting to make hijrah. Whoever leaves his house emigrating for the sake, he's emigrating rather to Allah and his messenger, but then death occurs to him, then his ajr is with Allah. His ajr is upon Allah. Allah will give him his ajr, meaning Allah will reward him as a muhajir. You made niyyah, you made intention to make hijrah. You didn't, and now you didn't just make niyyah, but you can clearly see that you were uh, uh, striving for it. You left your home, you left your land to make hijrah, but then on the way you died. What reward do you get? You don't just get a single deed now for your intention. No. Even though you weren't able to fully make hijrah and complete the hijrah, but because you were genuine and you, and you were making the hijrah and you took the ways and the means, and but then you were physically stopped out of your ability, physically stopped from making the hijrah, you are still rewarded as a muhajir. Still rewarded as, an emig uh, as somebody who's making hijrah. You live in Darul Kufr, for example, and for example, you're making uh, the intention to go and move forever, inshallah, to Pakistan, or move forever to Morocco, or move forever to Somalia, or move forever to Saudi. And, and you're, you're doing everything. You're getting your, your, uh, your identity card, your Nadra card, your citizenship, whatever it is. You're doing all of that. You're making all of the plans. You're doing all of that. But then death reaches you. You've, you're, you're on your way for hijrah. 
but then death reaches you. Inshallah, you'll be written down as a muhajir. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make hijrah easy for those that intend to do so. So that's the first type of, uh, first category. That is madha, the first category of those people who intend to do good deeds, but then they're not able to do so. Number two is, Shaykh Uthameen, he says, أَنْ يَهَمْ بِالْحَسَنَةِ وَيَعْزِمْ عَلَيْهَا وَلَكِنْ يَتْرُكُهَا لِحَسَنَةٍ أَفْضَلْ مِنْهَا A person intends to do a good deed. He's got determination to do the good deed. But then he leaves doing that good deed. But why does he leave doing that good deed? He leaves it in order to do another deed which is better than the first one. Another deed that is better than the first one. That type of person is rewarded for his good deed that he did. His, he, he, the reward that he gets is a soup. Um, the superior reward or the best out of the two so the highest amount of reward rather for lack of better terms he gets the highest amount of reward he gets a reward for the loftiest and superior deed but likewise he is rewarded for his intention concerning the first the first intention the first intention that he had and that he was determined to do right person for example i don't know um he uh, he is going to remove something harmful from the road. He's going to remove something harmful from the road. He sees a twig or he sees a something harmful from the road and he removes it. However, and he's intending to do it. However, his mother calls him. His mother calls him, and his mother needs something from him. So he leaves off doing that thing and he answers the call of his mother and he goes to his mother and he goes, for example, if his mother is calling him to the house, he goes to his mother, he answers his mother, he fulfills the request of his mother. That person is rewarded with the superior reward, i.e. the reward of listening to his mother and obeying his mother and making his mother happy and giving joy to his mother and fulfilling the request of his mother because no doubt, Obeying and uh, obeying your mother is far superior than removing something harmful from the road, something harmful from the path. However, he's also rewarded for the intention that he had of removing something harmful from the path. So he's rewarded for both things. But the reward that he gets is the reward for the superior deed. He gets rewarded for the superior deed, which in this example was uh, going out and, and, and being obedient to your mother and making your mother happy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all obedient to our parents, those of our parents that are alive, and make us uh, benefit our parents, those parents that have passed away. Number three. Number three. I hope that is clear. I hope those examples and those explanations are clear. If anybody is unclear about something, then inshallah you can highlight that on the, uh, uh, the chat facility. Number three. Number three. So the third type of person. The third type of person uh, that intends to do a good deed, but then doesn't do it, but is still rewarded for it. Who is a third person? The first person we said 
is someone who does try to do a good deed, but then he just becomes, you know, he becomes physically, for example, incapacitated from doing so. He's not physically able to do that good deed. He had the intention of doing it, but then something happens that physically prevents him, like death. That person is rewarded fully as though he did do the good deed itself. Second category of person, second category of people, are those that intended to do a good deed, but then they left doing that good deed in order to do something that was superior. They get rewarded for both things. They get rewarded for both things. Third category of people are those who intend to do a good deed, but then don't do it. Why? Out of laziness. Out of? Out of laziness. They intend to do a good deed, but they don't do it out of laziness or something happens and, and, and they just leave it off, right? So you, 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 intend, to you intend to pray uh, two rak'ahs of Salat al-Duha. Superrogatory, you don't have to do it. Salat al-Duha. But then someone knocks on your door. Someone knocks on your door. You open the door, it's your friend, and you're like, ooh, you say to yourself, oh, I wanted to pray my two rak'at of duha. My friend is coming, he's saying, come out and let's go and, uh, I don't know, let's go and uh, do something. We need to do some shopping, can you help me do some, yeah, something, right? So you leave it off. You leave it off. You are still rewarded for the intention that you had. Because you were genuine. You were gen Before that knock came on the door, you are genuine. You are going to go make wudu and stand and pray to raka'at of duha. Superrogatory, but you wanted to do it, right? But then before you went to make wudu, knock on the door, open the door. Friend says, come on, let's go out. You go out with him, right? You maybe got lazy or what have you. You got lazy or distracted or, and khalas, you didn't do the actual deed itself. You're still rewarded though, you're still rewarded for the intention of having prayed Salat al-Duha in that particular circumstance. You're not rewarded for having prayed because you didn't pray, you didn't do the two rak'at of prayer, but you're still rewarded a deed, a complete deed, not a deficient deed, a complete deed, and that reward is because of your intention. That reward is because of your intention. Tamam. So that is an important point that Shaykh Uthaymin highlights, and uh, we considered it to be relevant to share it with yourselves. And I hope that is clear. And if anybody is stuck or needs things repeating, then let me know, and then the, those the, those can be re repeated, or you can listen to the recording later. Inshallah. Part number three. Part number three of Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Abbas' explanation to this uh, hadith is about the statement of the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam. When he said, relaying from Allah, وَإِنْ هَمَّ بِسَيِّئَةٍ فَلَمْ يَعْمَلْهَا كَتَبَهَا اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ حَسَنَةً كَامِلَةً وَإِنْ هَمَّ بِهَا فَعَمِلَهَا كَتَبَهَا اللَّهُ سَيِّئَةً وَاحِدًا نعم. So, Shaykh Abdul Mahsin, in his third part to the explanation of this hadith, is basically explaining the end of the hadith, the last part of the hadith. And that is when the messenger said, relaying from Allah, that if a person intends to do an, an evil deed, we've discussed good deeds now, now we're moving on to evil deeds. If a person intends to do 
an evil deed, but then doesn't end up doing it, Allah writes it down with himself as a complete good deed. And if a person intends to do a good, uh, an evil deed, if a person intends to do an evil deed, and then does end up doing it, Allah writes that down as a single evil deed. So Shaykh Abdul Muhsin Abad, he says to this part of uh, this hadith, Shaykh Abdul Muhsin's explanation to this hadith is divided into three, three parts. So this third part, we can say that Shaykh Abdul Muhsin is making three points. Okay, the first point is وصفت الحسنة على ترك المعصية المهموم المهموم بها بأنها كاملة لألا يتوهم نقصانها. So the first first point that Sheikh Abdul Muhsin is highlighting that a uh, a person in, uh, an evil deed that is intended but then is left off has been described. Uh, has been rewarded with a complete good deed. Okay? Le uh, in, in other words, leaving off an evil deed has been described as being rewarded with a complete good deed. Leaving off an evil deed has been described as being rewarded with a complete, complete good deed. Why? Why has this complete word been mentioned in the hadith? So that a person doesn't assume that I intended to do an evil deed, but then I didn't do it. And maybe my reward that I'll get for not doing it is going to be deficient. So that, so that, that uh, assumption doesn't occur to the mind of the believer. The hadith says that a person is rewarded with a complete good deed just for leaving off doing an evil deed just for leaving off, leaving off doing an evil deed that you initially intended to do point number two is doing an actual uh, evil deed doing an actual evil deed has been described with just that it's written down as just one single evil deed if you remember, if you do a good deed, if you actually do a good deed, you're rewarded how many times? 10 times, up to 700 times, up to many more, if you do a good deed. But if you do an evil deed, is, it, is the evil deed multiplied? No, it's not multiplied. A, a, a single evil deed is written down. Not 10 evil deeds, like it is for good deeds, no. A single evil deed is written down. And why did... Why is it in this hadith, this part is being uh, mentioned, that it's written down as a single evil deed? Why has this part been categorically mentioned in this hadith? So that a person doesn't end up becoming scared that my evil deed is going to be, become multiplied. My evil deed is going to be increased. I've done an evil deed and I'm scared that it's going to be multiplied 10 times, 20 times. So that you don't have that fear. So that you don't have that assumption, it's been categorically mentioned in the hadith that Allah writes it down as a sayyah, wahida, a 
evil deed that is one, just one evil deed. That is from the fadl of Allah. That is from the favor of Allah. The third point that Sheikh Abdul Masih Abad is highlighting in his third part of the explanation of the hadith is when he said, وَالثَّوَابَ عَلَىٰ تَرْكِ السَّيِّئَةِ الَّتِي هَمَّ بِهَا يَحْصُلُ إِذَا كَانَ تَرْكُهُ مِنْ أَجْلِ اللَّهِ Very important, very important point. You're rewarded for not doing an evil deed that you initially intended to do. You're rewarded for not doing an evil deed that you did intend to do initially. You're only rewarded for it if you leave it for the sake of Allah. If you leave off doing that evil deed for the sake of Allah, you are about to do something haram. But then you remembered Allah and you became scared. So you, so you did not do it. You did not do the evil deed. That's the only time that you are rewarded for not doing that evil deed. If, however, you are keen about doing the evil deed, your heart is attached to doing that evil deed, you are fully determined to do that evil deed, but then you just become unable to do it. An obstacle comes in your way, preventing you from doing that evil deed. Then in that situation, you're still accountable and you're still uh, 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 you're still accountable and blamed for that evil intention because you didn't you didn't stop doing you didn't not do that evil deed because you became scared of Allah no you still wanted to do it but something happened that just prevented you from doing it an obstacle came in your way the bottle of haram was there the bottle of khamar was there for example well, billah, may Allah protect us the bottle of khamar was there you were in you were fully determined to pick up that bottle and drink it but then um, you fell off your chair you hurt yourself and you couldn't get up you couldn't get up and grab that bottle if you were able to get, get up and grab it you would have done it but because you were physically unable to get up and grab it then that's the only reason why you didn't drink that khamar you didn't drink that intoxicant and then Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Abad he mentioned something very important from Ibn Kathir rahimahullah ta'ala concerning this concerning the one uh, that intends to do a good deed then doesn't end up doing it Ibn Kathir he mentions in his tafsir his famous tafsir that many of us have hopefully perhaps even have the collection in our houses even the summarized English translation Allah Jalla wa ala said in Surah Al-An'am من جاء بالحسنة فله عشر أمثالها Whoever does a good deed then for him is ten times the like of it ومن جاء بالسيئة فلا يجزى إلا مثلها وهم لا يظلمون And whoever comes with an evil deed but then uh, whoever comes with an evil deed then he will not be rewarded except with its like and they shall not be oppressed so Ibn Kathir says concerning this ayah, Ibn Kathir says concerning this ayah, and then we'll close. We'll close because uh, from what I understand, Abu Khadija, Abu Khadija has a lecture, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, our Sheikh Abu Khadija, has a lecture in about 10 minutes or so, and it would not be appropriate, inshallah Ta'ala, 
for us to be continued well, when it's when uh, when his lecture is happening and there's only a few lectures that people have access to anyhow it's better for people to benefit from him than someone like myself so we'll quickly mention these three points and then inshallah we'll go over them again next lesson um, Ibn Kathir he says وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ تَارِكَ السَّيِّئَةَ الَّذِي لَا يَعْمَلُهَا عَلَى ثَلَاثَةِ أَقْسَامِ you should know that the one who leaves off an evil deed and doesn't do it is of three categories. He, he can fall into one of three categories. So number one, تَارَةٍ يَتْرُكُهَا لِلَّهِ فَهَذَا تُكْتَبْ لَهُ حَسَنًا عَلَى كَفِّهِ عَنْهَا لِلَّهِ تَعَالَى So the first category is a person who leaves off doing an evil deed for Allah. He was about to do it, he intended to do it, but then he didn't do it. Because he's scared of Allah, he did it for the sake of Allah. That person is the one for whom a good deed is written down. A good deed is written down for having not done the evil action that he was intending to do. That's the first category. The second category, Taratan Yaturukuha Nishyanan Anha Alayhi. The second category of people are those that intend to do an evil deed, but then they don't do it because of laziness. Uh, can't be bothered, just can't be bothered. They forget to do the evil deed, or they just can't be bothered to do the evil deed. That type of person, neither is it written for him or against him. Neither does he get a good deed or a bad deed, right? Because he didn't intend any good behind leaving the deed. He didn't stop doing the evil deed or leave off doing the evil deed for Allah. And neither did he have, uh, neither was he physically prevented from doing the evil deed. He just didn't do the good deed out of laziness or forgetfulness and so on and so forth. So that type of person, because he didn't intend good, nor did he intend evil, then he doesn't have a good deed written in his scrolls, neither a bad deed. And the third category of people who leave off evil deeds, who stop doing evil, uh, a certain evil deed, is the one who just stops off doing an evil deed out of inability and uh, just not, not being lazy to actually go and um, pursue the means and the ways of, of attaining that evil deed, right? If it was easy for him, he would have done it. If it was easy for him, he would have done it. He does have the desire and the intention to pick up that bottle and do it. He wants to do it. He has love and desire and raghba and, uh, to pick up that bottle and, and drink it. However, uh, a physical obstacle, obstacle comes in his way that prevents him from doing so, right? That type of person, he is still sinful. He is still sinful for that. Because he's only not doing the sin because he's physically unable to do it. If he was physically able, he would have and he would have gone and done it. And the proof of that is the hadith of the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. That if two Muslims meet each other with swords, yani they fight each other with swords, then the killer and the one that is killed are in the fire of hell. 
So the companion said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, this is the one that is the killer. We understand that. But what about the one that is being killed? The Prophet, he said, he, meaning the one that was killed, was keen in killing his companion, keen in killing the one that he was fighting. Right? If he, were, if he became physically able, he would have killed him. If, he, if the opportunity arose, he would have stuck that sword in a place that would have caused a fatality to occur. It was Allah's qadr that he ended up dying. So that therefore clearly means that if you intend to do an evil deed, and you're striving to do an evil deed, you're in the path of doing the evil deed, but then a preventative factor comes in your way that stops you from completing and fulfilling that evil deed, you're still written down as having committed an evil deed. And that's very, very dangerous. Uh, there's a lot of khatar. It indicates the khatar, the danger of intending to do an evil deed and then not doing it just because you became physically prevented. Inshallah ta'ala, that last point, because we had to, uh, I think, slightly rush it. Uh, and I apologize for that. But obviously we have Abu Khadija's lecture on Al-Adab Al-Mufrad occurring. And his lecture is brief as well from what I'm aware. So it's better, inshallah ta'ala, to be brief. And then we can reiterate that point next week, inshallah ta'ala. And now the brothers and sisters, they can go, inshallah ta'ala, and listen to or get ready for Abu Khadija's lecture. Uh, Wallahu ta'ala a'lam wa sallallahu ma'ala nabiyyina Muhammad walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen